you guys are listening to two former cereal addicts. That's right. Yeah. We'd each pick out a box of cereal. Yeah. And this is how it went down. Megan would have maybe, maybe two bowls of cereal and then be like, mm, yeah, that was fun. That was good. Delicious. I would eat the rest <laughs> of the box is multiple. Usually it was some combination of Golden Grams always was in there. And Honey Bunches of Oats, usually, or Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Toasted O's. Toasted O's. Your mouth is going to be shredded I would, by the My end. mouth was blood. <laughs> but I didn't care. And then I was just... Swallowing you know. milk and blood. <laughs> this is The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi, Mushroom Queen, AHCC Educator, and Culinary Nutrition Expert. I am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body, in their mind, and in their relationships. If that's you, then you are in the exact right place, my love. Let's go take the medicine. Hello, hello, party people. I hope you are ready for some laughter. We could all use a little more laughter in our lives. Am I right? I'm right. In this mailbag episode, we are recording on election day, answering your questions. We got some really great questions this time around, and we do have serious answers for them, but we also show our very weird selves and laugh a ton. There are some really good takeaways from this episode, but it did remind me of when Chase and I first started recording and we didn't know what we were doing podcasting. We were just sitting at our dining room table with coffee and talking. Um, We did know that we always had great conversations, deep and meaningful, yes, but also funny and weird. So this is a little taste of that same flavor. Listening back to the audio, I actually told myself not to edit this conversation very much. Usually I'm taking out certain words or pauses or sneezes, and I don't know why, I just wanted to leave them in this time. And I wanted you to get a taste of what it's really like, what we are really like. I think the world is begging for realness and authenticity right now. So I hope you enjoy this very real and raw mailbag episode with Chase and I. And when you're done listening, push that little arrow button and send it to someone you know who needs a little pick-me-up, maybe an extra laugh in their day. We appreciate you so much for helping us spread this disease prevention for body, mind, and relationships mission that we have here at The Medicine. We salute you, boo. All right. Enjoy. Two and one. Good afternoon, my love. Good afternoon. Happy voting day. Happy holiday. Yes, it is a a holiday now. Quite the wild times we live in. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... I'm mentally preparing myself for some kind of... Kind of civil unrest. No matter which way the election goes. Ripping the band-aid off. Let's take a look at the wound. It's only going to heal from here. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Regardless of what lovely individual <laughs> is the leader of our country, it is not up to them. And we are foolish if we think that just by changing the seat that there's going to be some sort of like massive shift in how we do anything without actually taking action on a personal 
level, like a person yeah. by person level. And it's like, it's really hard for me. I've been, uh, we've been talking about this. I've talked about this with some of my close friends, but damn, I, it's like, it really is up to us. And mm-hmm. it's that whole, like, be the change you wish to see in the world type thing. And what it's going to take to see a positive change impact, um, like rerouting of the collective human being experience is unfortunately, and I say that out of laziness, going to take me getting outside of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, it's, it's like, like, Oh fuck. Okay. I just want to keep doing what I'm doing in life and then let somebody else deal with the world's problems. But it takes you and me and others who have the energy and the fervor to see the world better to just like get out there and make some change, you know? Yeah. I don't know what that means necessarily yet, but I am committing myself to lifting the collective vibe of what I can control in my world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard something that was great today because I, like you, think that no matter who holds office, um, it comes, it, it has to start from the top. Yes. As leadership, that's great. If we have a great leader, amazing. Who wouldn't want that? But it also simultaneously, or maybe even (laughs) proceeding, maybe even before needs to, needs to start also with the individual and, um, no real change will ever be lasting or sustainable if there is not that individual responsibility ownership and kind of like this taking back of I can make a difference in my own life and you know I'm reminded of the episode that we did with Mark from after school if you guys have not listened to that episode you absolutely should I believe it's episode number 28 or 29 I think it's 29 and he says something so beautiful in there and I think he was actually quoting someone else he said if we all every individual in the world made our corner of our, you know, land or house or whatever the best we could. If we, we make sure we help our neighbor, we're picking up trash when we see it. We're speaking to each other kindly. All these things that are just basic, fundamental, good things to do as humans. If we all did that, the world would change overnight. I believe it is Lipton. I believe it is Dr. Lipton. Yeah, I think it was. He did, he did a video, um, an incredible video. He, meaning Mark, uh, had an incredible video. And if you guys haven't checked out After School's art yet on YouTube, oh my gosh, you absolutely should. But yeah, I think it just goes back to we are voting 365 days a year. Yes, voting at the polls is great, but you also have to vote <laughs> for yourself every single day. Like, are you being the best version the highest evolvement of you yeah it can just be like a better one too it doesn't have to be like the best but are you shooting for that right Right. are you like high-fiving your neighbor when you see them this it's like weirdly little things like that that just like makes you feel better makes them feel better they're more likely to like spread the ripple you know people are like vote with your dollars too well yeah that's important too but like vote with your energy Mm -hmm. energy and yeah i think dollars really matters you know supporting supporting you know we talk about climate change and all these things that need to happen no one person can solve climate change 
But when we, for example, support companies like Paleo Valley, who source from regenerative farms only, they are basically um, creating the demand uh, from the consumer, from us, for these regenerative farms. And again, if you guys haven't listened to this episode, Paleo Valley, I think it's number 33, go back and listen to that one. Because these are the people that are actually going to create they are the ones doing the work and we don't have to wait for someone to get an office to put a little bit away to do something to help these people who are who are the actual people doing the work the you know these farmers so there are ways um to to really elicit change uh that don't happen from the white house that don't happen from capitol hill they happen in your backyard or in on the street or you know in your shopping cart Mm -hmm. you know totally totally that is enough of politics for me (laughs) hit the ceiling i had to vote today and we're talking about politics now so i am tapped out i think it's funny though this is the last thing i'm going to say i think it's funny though when when i hear people like oh man i just and i i'm guilty of this too i've said it oh i can't wait till the election's over and all this political talk is just gonna you know be gone i'm like I think about what I say or I hear the other person saying and I'm like, it's going to be a while. Yeah. It's going to be a while. Yeah. Hey, it's all good. There it's are plenty good. of wonderful things to focus our attention on. Like, like what is in your cup this afternoon? Oh my gosh. Isn't this beautiful? All right, you guys, this what's in your cup <laughs> um, is kind of, a, it's, it's a new one for me, for sure. Uh, so we were blessed to be able to try some electrolyte, healthy electrolyte mixes from Element. It's literally the letters L-M-N-T. I think they're called Element Labs. Mm-hmm. And it's this wonderful kind of savory electrolyte mix, um, but it's zero sugar, which is great. So it's adding potassium and sodium and magnesium. Uh, and, uh, I actually put a little bit of, this is a a citrus flavor that they have. And then I put a little bit of Organifi red and it is like more of a a tropical taste. Mm. It is super delicious. You guys should definitely check them out. We're not affiliated with them yet. Um, we just love them so far. They're they're really great people. Um, Rob Wolf, who is the founder of the company Mm -hmm. is a freaking g the guy has been in the game for a long <laughs> yeah. time um and these things taste awesome so they're they're very salty yes uh, specific you know mineral minerals and electrolytes are something that are critical to like anybody but any athlete or exercise enthusiast um yeah and i love salt i literally put salt on anything it's hilarious all my organifi mixes i put salt in um I have juice uh, rarely, but if I do, I put salt on it. I've always liked salt on my margaritas. Um, if you're like me at all, you will freaking dig this. Mm-hmm. Um, something that isn't talked about enough in the low carb, carb conscious or keto lifestyle is the fact that you, especially if you're an athlete, someone who exercises along with that diet, you're losing minerals and electrolytes all the time. And your dietary choices of less or zero carbs actually eliminate a lot of opportunity for replenishing electrolytes. Mm. Um, it actually, all the electrolyte supplements that exist in the marketplace are 
pretty freaking loaded with sugar. I mean, Gatorade being the most obvious, Mm -hmm. but even something like Pedialyte and some of the derivatives off of electrolyte supplementation that people take out there loaded with either sugar or garbage sweetener, like, uh, you know, aspartame, shit like that, Splenda. Um, So this is from what I've seen, and I've seen a lot of different supplements come through my uh, review. This is really kind of a a unicorn at this point. So Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. It's delicious and tasty. They have other flavors like uh, citrus, orange. I'm chugging a raspberry. They have chocolate, which I haven't tried yet, but uh, I think it's intended to be hot. So a little salty chocolate. And um, I'm pretty fired up about it. That's what's in my cup as well, is a raspberry with ice. And it tastes like an otter pop. Mm. Little otter pop, little sprinkle of salt. And uh, I can tell these are going to be fun. We freaking, like, if you guys haven't figured this out, we freaking love making little elixirs and mixtures. And I don't think, like, two days of the month are the same for us when it comes to like, what drinks did you have Mm. today? You know, it's always different and it's just something fun. It's, it's something that you can get into and kind of mix and match. You know what we should do is we should do a what's in your cup competition with the (laughs) listeners and they get to tell us what's in their cup. We get to try them on and uh, vote for the best one. (laughs) They get to tell us. They get to tell us. I like that. I'm intrigued by this. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe um, we'll have to roll that out here pretty soon. Yeah, I like that. We need to tagline what's in your cup. We do. Yeah, trademark it. Um, Cool. Well, this episode is going to be a mailbag episode. I'm sure you guys saw in the title and in the intro. Um, We frequently, every now and then, we like to do these because kind of like a touch point with our listeners just um what do you want to hear what do you want to know more about and making sure that we are delivering that and i love these very some of these are very specific questions and um i think it's great because it allows people kind of a peek inside our life a little bit more today we have three questions i have one that i want to start with yeah well I mean, we can just read the questions and what they're gonna, what we're going to talk about. Yeah. But I think the giant disclaimer is that I'm not an expert. Um, I do this podcast thing with you because it's so fun, and I feel like I have a calling to like take things that have been really impactful in my life or are continuing to be impactful and communicate that to people who are out hustling, doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um. That being said, even if the even in these mailbag type episodes, like just know that I'm not an expert and that I'm just like in all integrity and authenticity, just trying to like be transparent into what my life looks like in as it pertains to these questions. The last thing I ever want to fucking come across as is like a coach or (laughs) or one of these influencers who lives on Instagram who's like, Here's the perfect way to live your fucking life. (laughs) And uh this is more just like fun for me that's in alignment with a true calling to lift other people's lives up to something more fun. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And you know, it's like, these are meant to be like the kind of conversation that you would have if you go over to a friend's house and you just ask them a question. It's like, you're just kind of shooting the shit. Totally. So tell these homies what we're going to be talking about today. Okay. You want me to go through all of them right now? Just throw them out. Okay. So, 
the first one is um, we're going to be talking about cheat days. What are our thoughts on cheat days for meal or for nutrition from a nutrition standpoint? And what do you choose if you do uh, partake in cheat days? And the second question, this was received multiple times. Are you going, are you guys ever going to get married again? <sighs> We've answered oh this question so many times. See, now they're going to keep listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what are some non-negotiable childhood experiences or lessons you would want to recreate and instill if or when you have kids? I thought that one was great. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. So, first question what are your thoughts on cheat days and what do you choose for cheat days? Mm, cheat days. Well, I have definitely done cheat days intentionally. I've definitely done them unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, back when I did do cheat days, I intentionally literally binge ate garbage food because that's probably what I thought they were. That's what I witnessed on, you know, Instagram from bodybuilders and things of that nature. And uh, you know what? I cannot say I enjoyed it. From uh, just the like, got to fit your macros type of approach to nutrition. Like, exactly. As long as it's in your range of what you should be receiving from a macronutrient standpoint or caloric intake, then it's fine. Yeah. I Pretty early on in my health journey or in my fitness journey, I um, read a book that was all about like balanced lifestyle, get a six pack, get buff and still eat a large pizza once a week. And, um, I am, I don't doubt that that works for some people, but for me, it does not because I am zero or a hundred in a lot of things. So I would say like six out of seven days were dialed in. And then I would try on this cheat day and I was miserable because I would overeat the garbage. Like I would eat pizza, but I would eat way too much of it. Or I, and then I'd eat ice cream. And then it was like the floodgates were opened on the cheat day. So it didn't serve me. I, I sometimes like got sick more worse than worse than any of that was just the mental game of it being like, I can't believe what I just did to my body. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't think that was the intention of like this author who was promoting a cheat day. He was probably saying something like you can have pizza. Like it's okay to have a slice of pizza, dude. Just, and if you want to put it on one day a week where you, you have a treat, go for it. Don't forget about the ingredients and whatever it is. Like, Give yourself a mental break from having a nickel and dime or like count every calorie or macronutrient. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was I think probably that, meant like in a good way, in a, in a, yeah. a pure intentioned way to kind of promote balance and moderation. Yeah. So I've definitely done cheat days. Um, that being said, I don't do cheat days now. Um, I also have unintentionally like just ate a ton of shitty food when I was on a plan or a diet that... Um, I really didn't want to eat those types of food and then been like, Oh, whatever cheat day. Mm -hmm. So where I'm at now with cheat food is that I don't believe in a cheat day. And I don't even like to refer to any eating as like, as a cheat. Mm -hmm. Um, if I choose to have pizza, ice cream, um, alcoholic beverages, I do, I have all of them on occasion, but it's not a cheat. That immediately to me associates uh, guilt with my food relationship mm-hmm. or my drink relationship that I just really don't want in my life. Yeah. Um, 
so that's that's essentially my like history with cheat days and what I think now what, yeah. about, what about you yeah very very similar I never really had <clears throat> I never really had specific chosen cheat days even when I was like at the you know the rock bottom of my orthorexic tendencies um I never never willingly or or you know sometimes I would slip up but it wasn't intentional it would be like a weird um like urge you know say you know I'm I'm working dental hygiene and some patient brings a dessert or they send us cupcakes or whatever 99 times out of 100 I'm the one saying like no 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 I don't eat that I don't eat that I'm not the girl who eats that even if it was just in my head I would you know say no very rare occasions I would find myself like giving in um but not in not in a like oh I'm just gonna have a cheat day way it was like in a weird like no one's here I'm gonna have a little bite of this I'm gonna see like it's like you just want to experience it but you're doing it in such a weird like dysfunctional Mm, way like sneaking because (laughs) because what if someone saw me have a bite of the cupcake what then who would I be then what would my identity be I'm not the healthy girl anymore or whatever. And so I would like weirdly sneak it and it would oftentimes just be like a bite and I wouldn't even enjoy it because one, you're not like savoring it. You're scarfing it down or, and, and then later because it wasn't intentionally thought out and chosen, it was like an urge that you're giving into. You feel like, ugh, I shouldn't have done that. Like, why did I do that? It wasn't even worth it. I know. Have you ever like, if it's an urge or an instinct, you like, you know, pop cook in your mouth, you down and you're like, I didn't even enjoy it. I know. Like, I didn't yes. even enjoy the taste of that. Cookie. Yes. That's what it, that's what it felt like. And, um, so I never had like specific cheat days, uh, ever. And I don't even like remember ever like really cheating, um, in a, I can't think of like one instance where I was like, all right, I am going to, you know, like from a balanced standpoint, I'm going to go to this brunch. There's probably going to be some pastries there. There's probably going to be this. There's probably going to be that. I'm going to just have one because I want to, and that's going to be great. I'm not going to scarf it down. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I'm going to have one super balanced and then be done. Um, I don't ever remember doing that. So now. But I, I, but, but like, that's a great practice. If you have like a real challenge with your food relationship and you want to be able to enjoy totally. something. Like yeah. I think, that, I don't, I don't, I don't think we should criticize that. I think I'm that's, not criticizing I think that's a really it. Healthy I'm approach. saying I wouldn't even let myself go there to even from a healthy approach like let myself have those like whatever cheat days. I'm saying that now, um, I think that that's a great way to do it. Um, I, uh, don't, I I don't like you. I don't, I wouldn't want to call them cheat days because that inherently has some, like what you're doing all the time isn't enjoyable or you don't like it and you have to like step outside or whatever. And so I, don't, I just don't like the, like the connotation behind that term. So, um, 
if you know if we decide like say we go over to a friend's house like perfect example we just went over to a really good friend's house he is like a world-class chef and he made a an array of beautiful sourdough pizzas we're not like big pizza people we don't you know just order a, a you know have a pizza delivered we don't we have it maybe like a couple times a year but because um Niels is our friend. He he was making this like out of love from like hundred year old sourdough bread starter, um, and he made this just amazing, uh, filled with love pizza, and it was so it was so good. And we we went into it and we're like, okay, we know we don't really like eat like this all the time. We don't just have just straight up pizza like you know six slices or something usually, but. Um, I'm, I'm going to have it and I'm not going to feel bad about it. And I'm going to know that it's made with love and I'm choosing to have this. Um, I felt great afterwards. I didn't feel, I didn't feel, you know, bloated or gassy or like, oh my gosh, this doesn't agree with me. And I think a lot of it, I know it was really well made, but I think a lot of it is your mindset and your stress associated with the thing that maybe you're branching out on. So, if you have if you have something that's outside your usual like routine of eating food or whatever um if you if you just have like shame and guilt and stress associated with that thing it's you're probably your body is going to feel that stress and maybe you don't digest it as well and then maybe you don't feel as great so my thing would be like i mean whatever you want to call it i don't care what people refer to it as but I think a good tip would be know in advance, like choose in advance. Don't let it be like this uh, urge type thing. Um, Choose in advance, you know, 24 hours if you can and go into it intentional about enjoying it and coming away not having any like shame or guilt and being like, no, I chose this and I feel great about it. Yeah, Yeah. I I think it's really important to monitor your relationship with food and in the same way that I don't love from a parenting standpoint you know using sugar or food as like bribery Mm -hmm. to do good or behave well I wouldn't want to use food in my adult life as like this reward mechanism for um you know the way with which I Mm -hmm. live my life or diet Hello. If you've ever dealt with persistent, frustrating, tear-inducing acne like I have, then listen up, my friend. Don't push fast forward because I have some acne insight for you. These are tips that you may not have heard before. First is that you should be washing your face with lukewarm water, the temperature that you would bathe a baby in. When you use really hot water to wash your face, you're essentially burning your skin and creating DNA and oxidative damage, making you look older and have deeper wrinkles. Second is the best anti-acne diet is no sugar and no dairy. I know, I know, both those things are fun, but cut them out and you could see your skin really change very quickly. 
third is that if you're taking biotin supplements, this could be gasoline on the acne fire because of what's called retention hyperkeratinosis. This is a big word for excess proteins building up in your pores, which actually, which is actually what makes all acne possible. I was taking biotin supplements thinking that it was healthy for my skin, but now I know it was really just fueling the fire. So lay off the biotin and see if that helps. You guys, I've been through the ringer for three years now trying to heal my active breakouts and then trying to heal my acne scars. The skincare line I use now, which has helped my acne scars just melt off my face, is Clear Stem Skincare. They are anti-acne and anti-aging with zero hormone disruptors. I personally use the Vitamin Scrub, Clarity Serum, and the Cell Renew Serum, and my face just is loving it. Ugh, I get compliments on my skin all the time now, which feels so good after this three-year battle. ClearStem is super intentional and transparent. They have all their ingredients listed on their website, as well as a pore clogging list that you can cross-reference with your makeup and hair products to see if there's something that you're missing. Then, they also have a personalized quiz that helps you get to the bottom of what may be causing your acne because I know this, it can be really difficult to figure it out on your own. It definitely was for me. So, go to clearstemskincare.com and use the code MIMIFIT, M-I-M-I-F-I-T, when you check out to get your hefty discount. I know you're going to love this stuff. Cheers, boo. A hack, if you will, around cheat day or that sort of like less than uh, optimal relationship with food is just know and appreciate that there are foods that taste really good and make you happy that aren't good for you Mm -hmm. and put a little extra effort towards making them good for you. Yeah. I think that's something that I do really well. And I think you as well, but in our life I have like treats all the time, but I've pretty much exhausted my resources and efforts to making sure that those treats are as healthy as possible. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to limit them or remove them uh, from my life unless I have a very specific shorter term goal in mind. Yeah. Um, like say I was training for something that really was going to require me to eat in a deficit surplus, low sugar, more carbs, like whatever, whatever it is, I would have to manipulate my diet accordingly or my treats accordingly. But as simple as yo, I like ice cream. Okay. Well, I'm going to make this like ice almond milk, Organify protein powder, cacao, little salt, little stevia mixture that turns out like ice cream. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, I like, you know, greasy French fries. Well, what if I diced them up, uh, cooked them, cooled them, turned them into resistant starch that had a significantly lower uh, glycemic impact um, and put them in the air fryer instead of in you know frying them and turn them into french fries that taste like yeah restaurant fries like it's not a new idea a ton of people do it but like it weirdly does just help avoid that sort of like cheat relationship thing that you Mm -hmm. might be tempted into with food yeah i think we do that really well i mean that was the whole idea behind 
the Academy of Culinary Nutrition. Um, and if no one knows what that is, it's, it's, it's a, an online program that I went through back in 2018. And it basically teaches you how to take any unhealthy recipe and make certain swaps and changes to make it as healthy as possible. So that even if there's a couple ingredients in there that are kind of questionable, at least you know that you did everything that you could to make this as easily digestible, or maybe it's fermented, or maybe it's resistant like you're talking about. Maybe you swap out some sugar for um, some monk fruit or whatever natural sweetener. So at least you're making uh, you're making the changes that you can to, to experience this satiating treat-like thing or french fries or whatever mm-hmm. and um but you're you're making it as healthy as possible yeah and fun and <clears throat> exciting yeah yeah super and th- fun. there are superheroes and who have superpowers out there who can be like oh yeah i just have you know one slice of pizza and i'm fine yeah or right. like oh yeah i just have one helping of cereal i have one lays chip <laughs> exactly <laughs> i uh when we were married we would do cereal night um and we ate essentially like rabbits <laughs> where our refrigerator was just greens. Yeah, 99% of the time. And um, so we would do cereal nights, and I was, you know, weeks on end in a caloric deficit. And, both of know, us were. Both of us. And I'd be like, oh, cool, yeah, we'll each pick out a box. We'd each pick out a box of cereal. Yeah. And this is how it went down. Megan would have maybe maybe two bowls of cereal, and then be like, mm, yeah, that was fun, that was good, delicious. I would eat the rest <laughs> of the boxes Usually it was some combination of golden grams always was in there and uh, honey bunches of oats usually or cinnamon toast crunch. Toasted O's. Toasted O's. Your mouth is going to be shredded by the end. My mouth was blood, (laughs) but I didn't care. And then I was just swallowing milk and blood (laughs) completely. You know, when you don't, I didn't have any like, what's the word? Sustenance. Sustenance. Is that a word? (laughs) Fuck. I didn't have any of that in my belly after this. Oh so, yeah, like so, satiation. Satiation. So I would still be like, oh wow, okay. So I'm I'm bloated and I'm extremely full, <laughs> but I'm still craving yeah. like a burger. That's the thing is like, you. It's never like truly what you need. It's not. I mean, it's what your brain needs. Like, um, I want that in my body now. And then I do the quick math and be like, oh, I just okay. That was a thousand grams of sugar. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna need to box run and a half in my sick, diseased like rational irrational brain i'd be like okay i just need to run like 10 miles a day for the next yeah, week. yeah they cancel fine. out completely they cancel out yeah so, uh, good don't, times don't do that but no. yeah you you guys are listening to two former serial addicts that's right yeah we were sick we were sick and lost <laughs> but we are found now all right ready to move on to the next question ready all right this is the biggie We've gotten it quite a few times mm-hmm. now. We face it constantly. Really. <laughs> we do. Are you guys going to get married again? I'll let you answer that first. <laughs> okay. That's um, a that's a absolute pro tip out there, homies. Any question like this, you let the lovely lady answer first. <laughs> um, this is actually something we've talked about a lot with each other. And if this is the first time you're listening to us... We were childhood sweethearts, married very young. We were married for three years, and we actually legally separated and divorced. 
um, after three years of marriage. Then three years of our life went by and, you know, never really thought we would see each other again, had no intention of getting back together, anything. We were both pretty much completely moved on in our lives. And then the, the universe, God, love, whatever you want to call it, brought us back together. And um, we are now about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half into this part two, as we call it. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've gotten this question from our family a bunch of times. Um, and we've gone kind of, you know, in depth, in detail talking about it. Um, for, for me, um, I, I have some strong feelings about this. Um, I know that having a legal title, label, document signed, maybe some words exchanged on a vow, in a vow way or whatever, I know that that would not bind me, my soul, to you any more than it is currently in this moment. I don't feel like I need that at all. Um, we've also been there, done that kind of thing. And I loved our wedding. It was like one of the best mm -hmm. days of my life. It was absolutely perfect in the most perfect place with all of our people we love the most i love that we had a wedding and it was great i loved it um but for me and and what i need from you and what i need to give to you it's not dependent on me being married to you and it's not because i don't want to commit or because you don't want to commit it's quite the opposite. It's because I want to continue to show up my best for you. Not saying that I wouldn't do that if we were married again. Certainly it's a choice. But not having a legal binding document of any kind, um, it, does, it does provide a little bit more incentive knowing that Chase could literally, this sounds so bad me saying this, but I'm just, I'm being dramatic here to make a point. Knowing that Chase could literally kick me out at any point, like this is his condo. Um, I, I don't have any legal rights to anything. Um, it does make you think twice about how you show up to your partner. And that sounds sort of superficial. I'm, I'm again, being dramatic to make a point, but we have this opportunity, whether you're married or not, to show up to your partner as your best, the best that you can every single day. And I want to continue doing that. I feel like I do that. I'm human and I make mistakes, but not having something legal and binding is an extra little, mm, it's an extra little zhuzh of, yeah, this isn't, this isn't sealed. You, it is for me and my soul, but legally, it's not. And um, i that's not to say that I don't believe in the institution of marriage. I think it's a wonderful thing. And I think that there are 
healthy marriages out there all over the place. But for me and you and our situation, I don't think it's necessary for me to bind myself to you in any in any more significant way than I already feel. And uh, I'm not, you know, we. this is something that we will likely keep addressing and keep talking about because maybe five years down the road, I do have this, you know, really strong feeling of like, I would love to rededicate or, um, you know, have some sort of ceremony, maybe not a wedding, but a, like a rededication to you or something, some outward showing of like my love to you. I don't know if that would be a wedding or not, but I'm not going to say that that won't ever happen or that I won't ever want that. Is it something that I need right now? Definitely not. And I just got done saying this to a couple girls I was talking to because they had asked me the same question. And I, where we're at and with you and, and how our relationship is, um, I feel like I have all of the things that every woman wants when she gets married, meaning the commitment, the showing up, the dedication, the, um, you know, when a woman gets married, most women, yeah, a ring is fun. A wedding is fun. But what she really wants is to know that she has a good man who is devoted to her and is devoted to showing up for her and for him you know, and like making himself the best that he can to like show his undying love for her. Like that's what every woman deep down, if they're honest with themselves, that's what they want. And I have that with you. Thanks. And so the extra fluff of a big fat ring or a title of a wife or a big wedding. I mean, that's just fluff. I have like the bones the the structure the foundation is is good so yeah that's my very long-winded answer what about you no i'm in complete alignment with that for sure same like i loved and i love our wedding it was really cool again like one of the best days of my life um i have a lot of thoughts around marriage and I'm going to, I don't want to offend anybody who is married because there's so many relationships that are, are marriage relationships that I look up to and respect and want to model my relationship after. Um, but a, a couple of the things that I've thought over the last couple of years, as it pertains to you and I getting remarried, um, one is just that like the way with which marriage is defined didn't work for us and didn't work for me so if we were to re-engage in some sort of like contract uh it would just need to look and sound and be a little like way different than how we embodied it when we were married um and i would even prefer it to like just be so uh different than how even just the world defines marriage so something to keep thinking on um but i also like the challenge of having to figure out this beautiful relationship 
journey together without the uh, safety of a contract or a ring or um, you know it's kind of like the trapeze artist without the net I'm not saying that just by getting married makes your life safer and easier what I'm saying is that when you come across challenge there's more of a like it's hard to get divorced like we did it it's fucking annoying to get divorced and when you have kids and assets and all these other things sometimes that marriage that contract that ring all the logistics that it would take to go through to completely separate is enough to be like all right okay maybe we just keep grinding through this maybe we get counseling um you know we did this we made a commitment to it because that's already been broken i like the reminder of dude you have to stay on your game you have to if love is the ocean and you are in the ocean i am going to refuse for a while at least the life jacket because i want to make sure that i'm able to swim mm-hmm. and i'm able to with that is bigger risk of drowning absolutely but there's also an opportunity to build your muscle to a point that is like i can freaking tread water i can do uh you know beautiful swimming in this ocean of love that maybe with a life jacket i wouldn't be as eager to gain that type of like relationship Mm -hmm. ability so that's where i'm at right now is for me to re-engage into something that could be considered marriage it's really got to look different i don't have a good idea of what that would look like yet Mm -hmm. i think if if i do it will be like some sort of like divine download and i'll have a really awesome breakthrough one day yeah and be like babe what do you think about this sort of like really cool creative beautiful um showing of our love we we actually have i don't know if you remember the idea that we talked about where it's not if it's a rededication or whatever that we bring our family in on it you know that it, it provides an experience or um an opportunity for multiple people or multiple couples in our family to to partake with us as like a renewing and you know basically just like i mean if you're if you're married like the renewing of the vows or whatever that should be something that man that people do every year maybe not some big showy thing but as a reminder like you're talking about a reminder to continue to show up for your partner yeah and i think i think there are so many people that just get into this even if they're not saying this out loud you know thinking about should i do this or should i not it's like well they're stuck with me so you know i've i've heard people actually say that oh right and and i'd be lying if i said i didn't think that a couple times you know there were moments when we were married where i could sense there was conflict or disconnection and instead of looking to resolve that disconnection immediately I was, I, it wasn't this thought out or rational. It wasn't like, well, we're married, so I'll deal with it later. But that was the action that I took was, well, fuck, you know what? We're married. We're in this thing. We signed on the line and, um, well, I'll deal with it later. I'm too late. I'm too lazy to deal with the fact that she's upset about something that I don't understand yet, but whatever we're married and I'll just deal with it later. It does. When you're not married, it does create a little bit more of like an urgency to, something's wrong some the energy is not right here something's off let's let's figure it out yeah so that's where i'm at now i i like it yeah 
I like that constant reminder. And I, I've said this about other things too, but I like the scar. The scar is a reminder for me. And uh, this is one of those things. Mm-hmm. And that's all. I'm not saying forever. There may be a day when I want to get plastic surgery on that scar. But today, I still like the reminder. Mm-hmm. And we're, we've had, I've had the best ye- you know, year and a half plus of my life. Um, but I know that there's no rush. Yeah. And, uh, there's literally, when I think of things that I want to do in my life, marriage is something one I already did, but it doesn't naturally come up when I think about like, when we talk about like, Hey, what do you want? Like goals and dreams and all this stuff. Like, it's funny that marriage never is discussed. Yeah. Um, and again, it's like, it's not that I don't want that to happen eventually. It's just that, oh man, I'm, I'm thinking about like a million other things right now that mm-hmm. are awesome. I've had a couple of people ask me like, I know I'll, I'll explain what we just said. I'll explain all that. And they'll be like, so what do you call him? <laughs> and I just like, I'm like my partner. Yeah. It, you know, some people might think that we're gay if the other person is not there and that's totally fine. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I call you my yeah significant other, my partner, my Mimi, mm-hmm. my queen. I think it does make... My girl, the, I do say girlfriend, you know, uh, on occasion, but it does sound weird. Yeah. yeah my girlfriend. kind of rubs me the wrong way, honestly. Like when I say it, when I say like, uh, and I don't say it anymore, but the couple times I did say boyfriend, I was like, ugh, it, that tastes like velch in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, I am, yeah. You're not. You're not. You're my soul match. You are my partner. You yeah. are. No, I, I get it. It seems, it seems light. It seems very trivial. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. That's where we're at, people. Boom. I feel a sneeze coming on. Wow. That's pretty loud. <laughs> the freaking headphones. You guys, we are, for the first time, um, on... Under the red hat, we are using our new. Wow. Can I just talk about something that's so annoying? Especially at a restaurant. You're loaded with ice on mm-hmm. your cup. You're loaded with ice, always. It's like 70% ice path. Right. I swear to God. You go to lift the water, and the water is sweating because there's so much ice in it. Like the entire outside of the water is dripping. You put it over your crotch and you tip it up. All the drops yes. from the are now like, on your crotch. moisture are on your balls and your wiener. <laughs> Can we figure out a way to avoid this? I think coasters are supposed to do that. Coasters, like foam, is supposed to like collect the moisture running down. It's so annoying. And then, like half the time, I'm cold. I'm mm-hmm. kind of cold at restaurants or blasting the air conditioning. Maybe you're an outdoor restaurant. It's kind of fall. A little little cooler in the evening yeah you get dripped mm-hmm. sometimes i'm wearing short ass shorts i got some five and a half inch inseam <laughs> shorts on and my bare leg <laughs> my bare thigh is getting this yeah. stuff yeah. not okay figure it out new president <laughs> <laughs> you better figure this condensation problem out i dig- you digress i digress This episode of The Medicine is brought to you by Immune Intel HCC. 
If this is the first time you're hearing about AHCC, it's a cultured mushroom product that comes from the mycelium or root-like structure of the shiitake mushroom. It is the most clinically researched functional food in the world with over 30, yes, three zero years of clinical research behind it. HCC is really the main tool that I use to help people get out of suffering from things like HPV, autoimmune disorders, Lyme disease, cancer, liver failure, skin disorders, fatigue, HIV, herpes, and more. If you're thinking, how does one thing work for all of these issues? It's because HCC delivers intelligence to your immune system by increasing the number and activity of your immune cells and the chemical messengers they use to communicate. So the physiology of the entire body is positively affected. If you want to learn more about AHCC, you can go back and listen to episode number 45 of this podcast, where Chase and I dive deep and answer all of the major questions about AHCC. If you or someone you love needs AHCC, you can find it linked below in the show notes or on my website, getmimifit.com. This may just be the thing that you've been searching for. Cheers, boo. Um, what I was going to say is that this is our first podcast, our first under the red hat using our new headphones. And it's, it's the, the type of headphones that has a mic attached to it as well. And uh, it's pretty freeing. I feel sort of naked. Um, usually we've got the, the microphone and the cover like in front of our face and we have to like make sure that we're like super close to the microphone, but now it's just, it's right there. And, but there's nothing to like touch or, or, yeah. you know, sometimes or, you want a prop, right? You want that prop to be able to like, yeah, comfortably kind converse. Of, yes. Now we are just exposed. It's just you and me mm -hmm. naked, basically naked. All right. Question number three, you ready for it? Let's go. What are some non-negotiable childhood experiences or lessons you would want to recreate and instill if and when you have kids? Mm, I have so many because my childhood was awesome and I yeah. loved it. And I see parents all the time who I love and respect that I'm constantly like taking notes. Mm -hmm. Oh, constantly. Um, so I don't even know where to begin, but, I d but I'll just list a couple because this could go on endlessly. Um my mom used to create what she called special days for her kids, my, my sister and my brother and myself. And what this included was it was a day with mom where you got to do an activity with her. You got to choose the food of choice for the day. And then you got to like pick out um, a gift for for yourself that she would purchase for you. And she would pull you out of school to do this. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I was going to say next. Thank you. Um, is that she made this super dope by literally being like, guess what? You don't have to go to school today and I'll make up some bullshit for your teacher. Did you know in advance when it was going to be yeah. or was it just a yeah. random day? I looked forward to it like crazy. A lot of times it was like, you know, strategically placed during a part of the year that's a little more boring or maybe like halfway away from your birthday or whatever. But um, so, I mean, there were years where we would... One year I wanted to go to like the driving range, which is weird, but I wanted to go to the driving range and hit golf balls. Um, I wanted to go snow skiing. I went snow skiing one year. She took me out of school, snow skiing. We'd get the food that I'd want. So I, I'd want 
I remember one year I got Dairy Queen. I really wanted Dairy Queen. Um, and we'd hit up, like, I want a Star Wars toy. So she would go to the toy store, get a Star Wars toy. And it was just a day with mom. One year I went to a movie with her in the middle of the day. George of the Jungle. Everybody. <laughs> nice. George of the Jungle with my mom. She picked me out a comic book later in the day. With Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Bad movie. Real bad. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious. As a kid, I laughed my ass off. My mom was probably dying next to me. Like, Jesus Christ. What's she this probably, kid, what's she this probably kid liked it, actually. <laughs> um, but it was so cool to me. And I look back on that. And, like, I literally want to cry like about mm. how cool that is that my that mom did cool. that. Um, the reason I bring that up now is because I see my dear friend who's, our, who's getting name dropped part two in this podcast, Niels, um, who's been on this, this podcast as well, the restaurant doctor. Um, he has four beautiful children and him and his wife allow each one of them to similarly have like a special day. I think they do it like quarterly or something mm-hmm. where each one of their kids gets to choose a day with mom and dad to do whatever they want. Um, and they get that one-on-one 100 percent attention from the parent yeah uh, with complete creative freedom to do what they want for that day i think that is so cool awesome yeah awesome. you guys can we talk about Ki- neil's kids names four yeah, kids we can. four kids rain sunny sky river mm. so cool and they're fun this they're family super fun. another another like if i was gonna model what my potential chase dad would look like Mm -hmm. it would just be and it's not like specifics but this family turns their home into the coolest like adventure land you can possibly think of they make they make every day fun every Mm -hmm. day is a game and you walk into their house and you're like literally tidal wave of love and noise and Mm -hmm. laughter and uh yeah these people are freaking awesome so what i think is so cool is we in my family we had a lot of kids too we had six and for a long time, it was it was just four. Um, but it was a very different feel. It was not, you know, Niels and Marissa, shout out to them because they are amazing parents, but they let their kids be kids. Yeah. It's, it's great that their kids are awesome, right? They're, they're not, they're, they are respectful and kind and thoughtful, but they're kids. They're all under the age of like 12. And so they're kind of crazy and they make noise and they, you know, you, you walk in and it's loud and, but everybody shows each other love, which is so cool. It's so refreshing. You, you leave there and there is no doubt that Niels and Marissa love being parents and they're really good at it. Mm -hmm. And they let their kids be kids, not good at parenting in the way of like, you know, discipline and strictness and like, you know, get in line and this and that. It's like, yeah, be a kid, but let's be cool about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. That what was a great, you? great answer. Yeah. What do you got? Um, I'm not pulling from my childhood necessarily. Um, I know you did and that was so great, but something that I think about all the time that I would want to instill in my kid is this we've already spoken to it a little bit but this feeling of that play is important and i feel like now in this day and age i feel so old when i say that but in today's world it is like a skill for a kid to be able to entertain him or herself without the the assistance of a, a some sort of screen not saying that 
I'm not saying that if you let your kids see or watch screens or whatever, that it's bad by any means. But I do think that there is so much value in little kids being able to use their imagination and create and build and be outside and, you know, interact with dirt and the sand and earth and grass and bugs and You know, maybe if they have friends or a sibling that they're creating together, they're collaborative. And I just, I witness a lot of little kids I know and and my family and friends and things or it's, it's not that way as much. And I'm not saying it's easy, but that is something that I would absolutely want to instill is not only play and that it's important, even, you know, from the age that you're five to 25 to 45, in that it has value, but also being able to find things that you love to do that are active and outside um, and interactive with other people or maybe by yourself and um, and, and being to create your own little world, totally. I think is such a beautiful skill for a little kid. I think back on memories I had with my brother when, and we we're two years apart, best buddies, don't get me wrong. We had a hell of a time playing video games. We had a blast. But I don't really remember the specifics. I just remember like, oh yeah, those times where we stayed up to like 2 in the morning playing video games. Haha, ha, super fun. The times that like really stick out with specificity and I know came from a place of like absolute creative freedom are the times that we were days in the woods creating a fort. And that we were two lost brothers in the wilderness that had to survive. Mm -hmm. Or we were Batman and Robin in a bat cave, which was really just like a pile of sticks, right? Yeah. Um, Or the times we built Legos, not from the instructions, but like just built a giant space station of Legos. And we were these two like space outlaws. You know, we're creating the entire thing. It's, It's literally out of nothing into a universe that is our own instead of following a script like a video game would suggest. Um, those are fun. Mm-hmm. But when you can add creativity to things that are, are hitting all of your senses, your touch, um, you know, your taste, your smell, these different things that you're putting your entire like existence into to create an, a brand new universe, mm-hmm. that will carry forward into your life. Yeah. Like I, think, I think instilling that really young, I think will... We'll, absolutely show through when he or she is an adult I firmly believe that a lack of creativity no matter what age is not benign right and we as the beings that we are need to create um even if you don't really feel it even if you're like oh I'm not really a creative person you hear that from some people like yeah I'm not really creative if you are a human you are creative Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of saying, okay, like I'm going to let myself do this thing or I'm going to let myself play in this way. I'm going to let myself paint or do pottery or learn an instrument or whatever the thing is, is like, you don't have to be good at it. But, um, I think that is something that is overlooked as a kid. And then in, in turn is, is could be overlooked as a, as an adult. Yeah. Something that's going to be important for me as a father is not to stay or steer my kid away from things that I have no understanding of. Mm -hmm. Like I was an athlete, I was a jock, but if dude kid wants to get into like painting or 
singing, I'm going to be like, oh my God, man, I can't help you out at all. But like, it's going to, I'm going to have to set myself a little reminder to be like, no, like allow them, like do some yeah. research, look into it, you know, put forth the, the canvas for them yeah. uh, figuratively to paint their creative brush mm-hmm. of life with. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's going to be a really important thing that I don't steer my kids. And I'm going to have some sort of like, because I have it, like I'm so anti a lot of the things that I did. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Like I'm not going to be like, you got to play freaking club sports 13 months a year. You know, I'm yeah. not going to be that asshole. I might actually be the opposite where it's like, yeah, fuck sports, you know, <laughs> when there's really some, really some great things that are yeah. still associated. With sports. See, I think I'm going to have a harder time with that. I, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best, but as a competitive person and, and obviously we were both competitive athletes. Um, I'm going to have a harder time not like wanting to like live vicariously through my kid. Um, and, but it's good that I'm recognizing that now and I can adjust and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You want to go pro and piano? Do it. Or you want to like the pro circuit piano. You want to be, you want to be like doing like medieval dress up, like lore stuff or whatever. (laughs) Love it. Easy. I love it. I'm into it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, another one that comes up to, uh, comes up for me is, um, and fuck, I just forgot it. <laughs> um, it'll come to you. It'll come to me. Gosh, dang it. I just had it. What were you talking? What were we talking about? Oh, this one. Um, it's a little, a little broad, but buy-in like family buy-in mm. and collective buy-in from the family i'm going to use christmas as the example but this can be this can actually be the case for a lot of things my parents and us as children from ages you know one all the way to now 30 when we get together for something like christmas we buy in we go all in mm-hmm. and my parents instilled in us at a really young age that hey, there is this spirit of a, something like a holiday or there's this spirit of something like a family vacation where you put all your shit aside and you buy in for that day or that weekend or that week because you know what? It's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? It's Santa. <laughs> it's family vacation. It's our yeah. time. It's our time at the lake. So I don't care if you two, Cole and Chase, were, you know, freaking trying to pinch each other's dicks. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't think we ever did that. <laughs> I'm like envisioning that. I don't know if you guys were, you know, like trying fighting. to fighting <laughs> before this day. I'm not editing that out. That's fine. Before this day. <laughs> but hey, for this 24, 48 hours, it's collective buy-in. Right. And like that was actually a really easy way for my family to, you know, what used to be crit, like Santa Claus was real, but to pivot that outside of like, old white dude with a beard giving you gifts into a spirit of (laughs) I'm trying to take you so seriously thinking of you and Cole pitching each other sorry I'm trying to be really serious because what you're saying is really good but I blame you it's that like collective buy-in yeah we still do it to this day and so when a family is able to be like all right I'm dropping all my stuff at the door Mm -hmm. and we're jumping into our little universe of magic yeah which we used to call Santa, but is now just like Christmas or now it's just the family get together. Um, Mm -hmm. That is really cool. And it sets a container. 
now that I know like these spiritual terms and everything, I'm able to articulate it, but it sets a container for freedom and, uh, for un, uh, like zero pessimism or skeptical mm-hmm. to, to the buy-in. So it can be a goofy and fun and doesn't have to be critical. So it's really like not tangible necessarily, but I want to be able to do that with my children and with my family someday is to be like, yo, it's Christmas. Yo, it's family vacation. Mm-hmm. Yo, it's, it's Harry Potter time. Like we don't fuck around with Harry Potter time, you know? Yeah. And make it safe. Yeah. I love that. I like that. Especially the Christmas one. Like if we have a kid, it's going to be just a Christmas freak. Yeah. Definitely. We, we are Christmas freaks, y'all. Big fans. So good. And, you know, it, we were talking about this recently, but... Um, <laughs> we were talking about how, how cool is it that I won't say the whole world because not the whole world doesn't celebrate Christmas, but all the people that celebrate Christmas are basically like happier, trying to be happier, trying to get along with their loved ones, trying to, you know, how many times do you see this in movies or maybe you experience it in real life where you know, the mom's just like, come on, it's Christmas, not on Christmas, Dave, or not on Christmas, whatever, where it's like, everyone's trying to be better just because of this holiday. Yeah. And isn't that amazing what that collective change, that collective decision can do in a family? Yeah. Uh, What it can do in, think about this, the entire, the majority of the globe, Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know, (laughs) the majority of the globe, maybe the majority of like the United States at least, for one day is going all out on these things like of gratitude, unselfishness, love, and that energy change. Why do people love Christmas so much? Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. It's super fun, lights, gifts, all that, but it's like, it's everybody's, everybody can associate themselves in this moment where it's like, I have, I've had a complete energetic change in my body for that Christmas morning. Yeah. That's the power of the collective mm-hmm. love. It is. It's the power of the collective love and use Christmas as an example or even like something else that that you're able to rally for together in a collective mm-hmm. group. Like that shit is powerful. We're bringing it full circle with, you know, what's everything, everything that's going on in the world today. It's like we, we see it every year with Christmas. Maybe it's not every single human on the globe, but it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And I realize there are some people out there who, who have like shitty scenarios and like don't get to experience Awesome things like Christmas. But even for the people that do, for everyone that experiences Christmas out there, you the energy, if you're if you let yourself feel it, it is different. Mm -hmm. It is that Christmas cheery spirit. And um we do have that power as like you're talking about a collective to shift, to change. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about, you know, changing you yourself on the individual level and not waiting for someone outside of yourself to make your experience in life better. I think that's completely foolish. Yes. There's things that can be done that will affect people, you know? Um, but really I think the most change, the most significant change comes from individuals. Yeah. I mean, think about early, very early on in COVID very early on, like the first two weeks. Yeah. The whole like stop the 
the spread or spread curve. or the curve, flatten the curve. Flatten the curve. There was like two weeks where everybody was like very much in this thing together yeah. positively. The like hunker down and and uh, let's get through this together and kind you, of you feeling. F- you find yourself waving at random people that you never yeah. you know wouldn't do otherwise or or like encouraging. Like that was a cool energy. It was. It's been buried by like fifty different um like devices yeah but uh yeah it's a good thing to remember and and i think we can harness that into something beautiful for change yeah i don't know we got we got from parenting and kids to uh you know changing the world but i love it yeah all right my love what for you today has been the medicine or is the medicine that you're feeling Mm. my medicine today is like I said, I've kind of reached my political ceiling and uh, I voted and we talked about it and I've, you know, somewhat paid attention to things of the 3d world that pertain to politics. And, uh, tonight, instead of literally throwing my energy at the television and the news and the clickbait of Trump versus Biden, I am going to think of something that's a little more, uh, little more of an energetic output as it pertains to love so whether that be you and i sharing an incredible meal or going for a nice evening walk and having some wonderful discussions i am going to refuse to put my energy towards something that will i know will not return positively in my life and pivot it towards something else yeah let's call it an incredible tuesday night november 3rd uh dinner with you my love i love it that's my medicine what for you is medicine today similar i i I have two answers though my first medicine was getting to sleep in with you a little bit and um just kind of like waking up slow and you know usually on a tuesday uh you're jumping out of bed at 4 15 and and uh to get to wake up slow and and talk and laugh i had had the freaking giggles this morning and we were laying there in bed and that's a great a great way to start the day um (laughs) and um it just like starts out immediately with joy which is the best and then my second medicine is i'm hoping that after our dinner we can take, like you said, instead of, you know, just giving our energy away to something that has zero return, um, positive return. Uh, I'm hoping that we can take a beach walk, take our little beach blanket down there and get some grounding, maybe look at the stars. I doubt anyone's going to be on the beach and just talk. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for that. And I think we're going to have some good, loving conversation, put out some good energy into the universe, maybe offset <laughs> the other thing that's going on. I don't know. We'll see. I love that. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for everyone that submitted a question. Uh, you can always send in questions to me on Instagram or Chase. If you think of one, we will set it aside for our next mailbag episode. We hope to do one of these every couple months at least. Um, so we are always taking them. You can also email me um, at GetMimiFit. Instagram is at GetMimiFit as well. I hope you guys have a, a great day, a safe day, and 
think about how you can offset some of the negativity that um, we are experiencing and think about how you can spread some light and lift the collective vibe of your controllable universe today and through this week. All right. We will talk to you next time. Go spread some light. Okay. Bye. If you loved this episode and you want more from Chase and I, you gotta check out our Patreon page. This is basically like a VIP room for our listeners. If you go to patreon.com slash the medicine, remember there's no E on the end, and you become one of our patrons, you'll get to experience things like raw, unfiltered podcast episodes that no one else hears, videos from Chase and I under the red hat, and you can even have input on guests, topics, and future products we put out. We are super stoked to connect with you inside and have you as a part of the medicine. Check it out at patreon.com slash the medicine and also linked in the show notes. Cheers and love.